0: Hey there, welcome to the I didn't sign up for this podcast with Alison Casanova and myself, Jade Shaw. We are both licensed marriage and family therapists here in the state of California. Whether you're a practitioner yourself or just interested in topics around mental health and therapy, join us here for some real and honest conversations. Please note that this podcast is not a replacement for
1: therapy or medical advice. Any questions about your specific situation should be directed to your own therapist or primary care physician. Thank you for listening.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the I Didn't Sign Up For This podcast. We are on episode five of the Relationship Series, and today we're talking about growth in relationships. So we'll talk about different types of relationships, different changes that can occur in those relationships, how to navigate those, and then, of course, your unsolicited advice is where we'll end. Allison, do you want to start us off? So uh, I
1: say levels, but I think when we were originally talking about this, Jade was using type, type of relationship, which I, I think maybe is what everyone else probably identifies with. And I'm just very weird and I use levels. So the reason I use levels is because if you look at it, when I talk to other people about this, I either use like a, to give you a visual, (laughs) like a step, like stairs up to you and you're at the top, where I get the levels from. Or you're at the middle of the circle and then you have other circles kind of coming out and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and each level of the circle gets closer to you or farther away. And so when I say that, it it's more looking at where each person is in relationship to you and what your boundaries are with each person. So on the very outside of this circle or at the very bottom of the stairs, you're going to have strangers. These are people that you can see and you can tell maybe what they're wearing. You could tell what color their hair is. Um, You could just see what they look like on the outside. You don't really know who this person is. And then you step up and you go to an acquaintance. That's the next level. So an acquaintance is, I think most people know who this is. You know their name. You know of them. Maybe they're a friend of a friend or they're a classmate. Um, Maybe it's your your barista when you're going to Starbucks. It's somebody where you know their name. You kind of know a little bit about them, but you don't really know them. And then you go up to the next level and that's a friend. So that's somebody (laughs) that you maybe see a little bit more often, but you're still not very close to this person. You guys can maybe hang out and talk about fun stuff or enjoy each other's company when you're doing something, but you still don't know each other very well yet. And then you get up to the next level and that's like a good friend. This is a friend that you can rely on and you can talk to. You might not... Call them in the middle of the night if you're having a crisis, but you can tell them stuff and they can listen and support you. And then the next level is that close friend, and that close friend is somebody that you can rely on even more. There's somebody that you can you can tell them more stuff than you could tell uh, just like a regular good friend. Um, but and you might call them to help you out, but this is still not the person that you're going to call at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning to come pick you up because you blocked your keys in your car. That's going to be, like, that best, like, ultimate, like, that's, like, the closest person to you ever. So that's going to be that who's right next to you in the middle of a circle or that's going to be, like, the step right next to you up on those stairs. Um, And even then, there's still a step between you because you still need a boundary with that person. But... I use this um, visual these two different visuals because I think oftentimes when we meet somebody say like we see them they're a stranger and then they they automatically become an acquaintance when we shake their hand and we start talking to them and we see them a couple more times and then all of a sudden we really like them we click with them and now they're our best friend and so now everything shifted, but then maybe when you start to get to know them a little bit more, you realize maybe they're not best front material. <laughs> so how do I get them back down? <laughs> how do I push them out of the circle or have them go back down the stairs? So that's why the the visual is so important because you don't want to rush that. You want to have them go to each level and see who they are, see if they fit there because it's a lot harder if you do it that way to have somebody come up to that level closest to you. And once they're there, they're, they're most likely going to stay there. If you do it the other way, it's a lot harder to push them back down and get them out, quote, mm-hmm. farther away from you. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's what I mean by levels. I mean that you are very right. They are types of relationships, but I look at them visually. I think when I'm talking about them.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a good, um, that's a good way to think about it. I do use the circles. I like that one. I haven't used the stairs before, but I like it. So maybe I'll start using that also. I do like that in being able to sort of visualize the boundaries that you can have within or between these types of relationships and like how sort of far or close these people are to you, to sort of your inner circle, if you will. I like that. Sort of the whole topic of, today's episode is like what happens when those types of relationships change or if you change and therefore those people's place within that circle or on those stairs also has to change and what that looks like and I, I think it's sort of easy to talk about like oh yeah we just change and then you know they move a circle or away or a step away but um I think when one person in a relationship changes, the relationship itself inevitably changes as well. Like there's definite shifts that happen and the dynamic change. And I think that's where it gets really complicated. Mm -hmm. It really does. And it's a
1: lot harder to sometimes when it's one person that's wanting to make the shift and the other person's not wanting to make the shift, it's a lot harder, I think, than to, to make that
0: change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've noticed not only over the course of my own life, but in talking to different people, depending on sort of the stage of life, there's certainly like, common changes that happen, right? I mean, we could talk about the obvious changes where like people move or I don't know, things like that that just are more tangible, I guess you could say. But then also if you think about the transition from say college to like young adulthood or from young adulthood to older adulthood, the changes that come within that. A lot of people that I've talked to have talked about like, oh, I'm sort of out of this party stage, but my friends still want to go out all the time. And I just don't have the energy for that. Or I just don't feel as social as I used to.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear that one a lot. The other transition I hear a lot too is all my friends, are getting married and having kids. And I am not in a relationship. And
0: I just I don't feel like I fit in anymore. Yeah, that's a really good one. I do get that one a lot too. I think those types of changes. Well, I don't want to say that they're harder. They definitely seem to be more intense. Because it's almost like a whole shift in who you know yourself to be. And how you relate to other people. I feel like changes where you move, you know, you're more or less still the same person. And it's a lot of, it's just about if and how you can maintain that connection. But when you feel like you change as a person, that becomes a really difficult thing to talk about.
1: It does. Cause then you have to figure out, are you going down the same path as mm-hmm. your other friends? Or are you guys going to different directions? And I think a lot of times when you move, it's harder because it it's since you're not seeing this person and hanging out with them all the time, it does make it more challenging to keep up the relationship. But if you are really, if you are somebody they're like a best or a close or good friend, you're probably gonna be more likely to put the effort in and Facetime them or. Marco Polo them or call them or text them or go visit them more often than if they were maybe just like a friend or like an acquaintance. You're probably not going to put the effort in. They're probably going to fizzle because it's not worth it. They're not high enough on that level for you to put the effort in and that's okay. Um, But I think if if it's one of those other big transitions like you know, you're going down different paths. Sometimes it does make it a little bit more challenging because these are the big transitions that help you see who your real friends are. And that's where sometimes you kind of have to push some people out of that circle or maybe ask them to take a couple steps down and in reality, we don't do that. We just kind of stop talking to them, right? right. Or, or we get into arguments and it, it kind of just doesn't work out because nobody really wants to say, hey, I don't really want to be your friend anymore. Um, I'm sure it happens, but it's not something I think that happens very often. Uh, and I think the, the one of the biggest struggles that I see with something like this, this kind of transition when you're shifting is people realize who their real friends are and sometimes that's harder than what you actually needed them to help you deal with in the first place was
0: yeah totally uh first of all I really like the Marco Poloing somebody is that yeah did you come up with that
1: (laughs) you like that (laughs) have you ever used Marco Polo
0: Oh no, that's an actual thing. I mean, I knew it's like is yeah. cool, but that's like an
1: no. Thing. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna have to let you know what that is. Uh, Marco Polo is an app, and it's it's kind of like you're leaving each other video messages. So you can talk in real time, and they can they can watch you and then respond, um, or you could leave them a message and they'll get it later and then they can to respond. So it's really good when you live far away and you're in a different time zone. Or you live far away and you guys have busy schedules because sometimes you can't always video somebody and talk with them or talk with them on the phone because you guys aren't free at the same time. But it's so much harder to have a relationship with someone when you can't see them. So instead of texting them, Uh you can actually record yourself talking and they get to see you. No
0: way. Yeah, it's called Marco Polo. That's amazing. Um, Okay, all of you guys listening, can you please like – reach out and let me know if you've heard of this or am I the only one who has never heard of <laughs> I only
1: know about it because I have so many friends that live so far away <laughs>
0: okay fair enough <laughs>
1: so I use it quite often you
0: teach me so um, many things
1: I I'm so happy that I'm able to teach you
0: <laughs> okay anyways back on track um all right okay so Honestly, I totally don't even remember what you're talking about. But um a thought that was coming up for me is how these (laughs) changes do happen within the different like levels or types of relationships, right? Like friends growing to have different interests or choosing vastly different careers and uh either losing touch that way, or can you grow together and sort of learn from each other in that way? But also in um, I want to talk about romantic relationships first and how changes can come up in a romantic relationship in terms of people are always going to grow and change over time, but how you can navigate those. So for example, I've heard of a lot of couples who like one started out not wanting kids and the other one did and how they navigate those types of changes or retirement, like where people want to retire, just things like that, where you're sort of future planning as well, um, and how you can grow into those changes in a romantic relationship. And tell me if I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think a lot of what it comes down to is compromise, no matter what the relationship is, right? Like, if you're choosing different interests, if you're not wanting to go out as much and your friends are, how you guys can compromise for you know like okay tonight we'll go out and then next time we hang out I really want a low-key instead of just constantly saying like oh I'm busy or canceling last minute because like you said hellison that does become an easier route than saying like hey I don't want to go out with you or hey I don't really want to be friends with you anymore to say this is where I'm at in the relationship and this is what I'm needing regardless of the type or level of relationship
1: I think it's This is where it gets more complicated because the thing that I hear from a lot of people is, gosh, it's so much easier to say no to somebody if I don't know them that well. Yeah, of course it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think you need to be able to say no and set boundaries even more with people that you are close with or that you do know more. And I know a lot of times the reason people tell me that they don't want to have these hard conversations with people is because they don't want to hurt their feelings But if you look at it from a different way, if you don't, if you don't know, if you aren't able to sit there and have a conversation with somebody and let them know like what is going on, they can't do better for you because they don't know. So if you're, Mm -hmm. you got into this relationship and they said like, Hey, like I do, I'm not sure if I want kids and the other person did want kids and you know, you're just, not ready to let that go, and you guys are going to work it out together. You can do that until you get to the end point, and then have a conversation about it, and then decide if maybe it's something that you guys can figure out or not. And then, unfortunately, sometimes that's why relationships end because it's like a no, a, a deal breaker. But I think had that person in the beginning been like, "Oh, I don't want to tell them, so I'm just going to like, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'm just going to like get into it and do it," and then. It starts to become a point of contention and the other person's always bringing it up like, okay, well, I'm ready to have kids and you've already married at this point and you're like, well, I'm not really ready to have kids and then it just kind of blows up and then finally you say, well, I never really wanted kids. Well, now that's not fair, right? Because the other person didn't know what they were getting into. So you originally were doing it because you didn't want to hurt their feelings, but you ended up getting more upset and resentful because you guys had to keep having these conversations. And then they ended up not realizing that they signed up for something they didn't sign up for. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't sign up for this. So then it becomes this big, huge issue, right? So I think it's always better, as hard as it is, to be upfront. And if you start to realize that the people that you're making these boundaries with and having these conversations with can't, can't have them with you and they're not hearing you and they're not understanding, that's a good sign that they might not be the best person in your life to have in your life because they're not able to respect that. And that's what boundaries are there for. That's why we have those different circles. Like if you meet somebody and you think they're really awesome, but they can't respect your boundaries, you're going to keep them as an acquaintance or you're not going to have them in your life at all because they obviously, you,
0: they can't be trusted with this really big yeah. information that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, Feel like this is something that I've encountered even in my own personal life, where I've had to take on, you know, other responsibilities, or work gets really busy, and therefore some of the dynamics and friendships change. And learning how to navigate those and be able to be really open and honest with the people that I am close to, and saying, "Hey, this is where I'm at. Like, how can we make this relationship work through these changes?" versus, yeah, like you said, people that I'm not as close to or don't really invest as much time in. Like the the people that are closer are going to be the ones where more of that sort of negotiating and compromising is going to have to happen in order to maintain that relationship. And they are closer friends because they've, you know, we've both been able to, respect those boundaries and navigate those changes together but and put in the effort right exactly yeah. yeah yeah I think I think so
1: if you look at it the way doesn't matter how it happens the way that you guys both manage it together is how you know
0: what kind of friend they are hmm yeah definitely and it takes both people you know it's Both people have to be able to hear those changes and sort of the new place in wherever that person is or wherever that relationship is and be able to work that out together. It can't be just one person, right?
1: Because if it is, then it becomes a one-sided relationship and is that
0: really worth having? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I've sort of realized that in talking, I think we've had a little bit of like a doom and gloom perspective. Like we've talked a lot about like the difficult parts of change, but I think that the change in relationships and the growth that you make as a person can also be really fruitful in a relationship, right? Like Allison, for example, I think you and I have both grown like tremendously over the amount of time that we've known each other, but we've been able to use that to our advantage, not only in our professional relationship but in our friendship as well so I think there are definitely times where change can really positively contribute to a friendship even if it's not time right like I think that we for sure see each other less but um our relationship our friendship has certainly grown
1: yeah I think I won't go into it because I think that we're maybe coming up on time but um and I don't know if I've talked about it before but have I talked about like my my kitchen theory with friends?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> I have a kitchen
1: metaphor that I like to use. <laughs> I'm excited. Do you,
0: I'm already... do
1: we have do you think we have time? Yeah. Okay. So I I like to to use a kitchen because I think. And so I will credit my aunt because my aunt told me this when I was younger and it stuck with me and I use it all the time and I might have evolved it a little bit and changed it to to my own personal um liking, but it's you know how like when you have people over I don't know if I'm the only one, but I kind of feel like everybody just always gathers in the kitchen. That's where the food is, like that's just really? where people go. Uh-huh. So after you have people over, it kind of gets a little messy. And you kind of have to clean it up. So it's Mm -hmm. the same with your relationships. Sometimes, you know, things happen, gets a little messy, and then you have to go through and kind of like clean it up and reorganize and figure out who goes where. Mm -hmm. So I like to say that we have, I don't know if people out there now, back in the day, we had this thing called, you know, China, fine China that we put out, like you get, like when you get married and it's the stuff that like goes in like the nice cabinet and you only bring it out on special occasions.
0: I don't think you just aged like maybe us and like for sure anybody older than us.
1: (laughs) Well, I I mean, I don't have
0: it,
1: (laughs) I don't have it, but I know like, I know that I know that other people like the person that shared this with me, I think has fine China in her house.
0: (laughs) Totally, totally. So, but I
1: really like it, and it's true. So maybe what I should say to the newer generation <laughs> is uh, it's maybe more of a the nice dishes that you put out when people come over. Like, you don't put crappy dishes out when people come over.
0: Right. Um,
1: so it's that stuff. It's the good stuff. And so if you know what I'm talking about, they're pretty sturdy, right? Like, so you maybe don't see them very often, but... They're pretty sturdy, so they're like those best friends. They, you might not see them very often, but they're always going to be there for you no matter what. Those are the people that you're going to be able to call no matter what time of day it is, and they're going to be able to be there for you. Um, then you have, uh, if you could take, take a step down, you have, I like to call Tupperware friends. So they are the friends that are oh, there. Good. I mean Tupperware, like if you look at it, there's the good end Tupperware that's really nice and fancy and sturdy and then there's like the pretty chintzy Tupperware that you could just like use and then throw away, right? So if you oh, my God. If, like but you use it every day, it is the everyday stuff. So this is like the category for your close friends, your good friends and your friends. So these are people where you might see them a little bit more, you might not. Some of them you might not see that often and some of them you might see a little bit more but you can talk to them, you can give them stuff, they can listen to you and support you. They're not as sturdy as the other friends but they can hear stuff. They're not the people you're gonna call in the middle of the night but they are people that you can rely on and talk to with information, you can trust them. Now, for acquaintances and strangers, I like, I like to say these are paper plate friends. Because <laughs> these are people that you, I mean, like, you can enjoy their company. Like, you can have a conversation, but it's superficial. It is not going to hold a lot. Have you ever put pizza on a paper plate? Like, it seeps through. It gets real oily. It's broke. like, you have to throw it away. <laughs> it. it cannot hold it for very long. So... <laughs> acquaintances and stranger you're not they're not gonna be able to hold your information so don't give it to them just you know <laughs> enjoy their company yeah um <laughs> so when you said we don't see each other very often, but like we have like pretty good relationship, it reminded me of that because yeah, some of these like this is my metaphor, like sometimes you don't see people very often, but like, you right. know, you know, they're always there. So sometimes I think, you know, we meet someone in their paper plate and we really like them. So paper plate might be somebody that's all the way like at that bottom of the the level or outside of the circle. Uh, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now we put them in our china cabinet but like they don't belong there yet like you gotta go up the levels first to get right there because it is it, it, I think sometimes when you put an expectation on a relationship like I'm putting this in and I expect you to put it in and they can't meet you it does it makes you resentful like I'm putting all this effort in and you don't I obviously think it's different than you think so that's why it's really good to make sure you're matching them because then your expectations are realistic and you don't you don't get upset, and then they're not getting upset either.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I like this kitchen analogy. <laughs> it's my I hope favorite I'm, I hope I'm glass Tupperware.
1: <laughs> I would say, I would say you were very high on Tupperware.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. You're so funny. <laughs> um, okay, so just as a recap, um, the changes that we talked about are sort of like the tangible changes like moving or what's another tangible, like more tangible. I know it's not Besides actually tangible. Moving. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm trying to think, oh, like maybe like a death in the family or like a death in your friend group. That's pretty tangible. And that can really have a big impact on people.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Someone going to the military. Uh huh. Yeah. They're not moving, but they're gone right location changes career um, changes maybe they go to a different place
0: mhm career changes and then the types of changes where maybe a friend now has kids and has different responsibilities or is in a relationship and is sort of allocating their time differently and then there's the changes that we talked about that are more like where you find your personal interests and how to navigate those types of changes that are different from what your interests and hobbies were when maybe you first started a relationship with somebody. Um, And then how to navigate those really comes down to just that open communication and um, figuring out how much you're willing to sort of compromise and communicate in order to maintain that relationship and how much that other person is willing to do that same thing.
1: Um, I think too something to keep in mind is this applies to family members too I know sometimes people think like okay well they're my family so I have to put them all the way at this top level but that's mm-hmm. not actually true like the it's the same as any relationship like you need to make sure that you're matching the same amount that they are and you guys are on the same page with what your, your responsibilities are and what your relationship is going to look like just because they're family doesn't mean that you automatically get to put them up at that closest mm-hmm.
0: level. Yeah, I really like that you pointed that out. Did we already do an episode on, I think we already did it, on like navigating transitions between children and parents? We did. Okay. I,
1: uh, I don't know if we did children and parents, but I know we did tr- like navigating transitions. Okay,
0: so if you haven't listened to that we one. We might have to
1: go back and look. Yeah,
0: if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. And we'll check it out. And maybe we'll do another series on family transitions because those are like a whole other beast, I think. Um, yeah,
1: they are. And I think, too, since this is our last episode in this series, if you guys want to email us um, or, or DM us on Instagram and let us know maybe other topics or uh, series that maybe you're interested in us addressing, um, we can try and, look at it while we're, try and look at it while we're deciding what we're going to do next. Yeah,
0: for sure. Okay, moral of the story change is not always bad. It can be good. Um, It can be both. That's the sort of takeaway from this one. Okay.
1: Change is hard, but I think it's normally, it, it normally ends up, I think, working out. I
0: agree. I definitely agree.
1: There are certain circumstances where it doesn't, but I don't think that that's like the majority.
0: Right. Yeah. I certainly agree. Okay. Unsolicited advice. All right. You want to go first? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Okay. So I have a quote today from an article called O is for Opportunity by Zach Brittle, who is a certified Gottman therapist. Okay. I was going to explain like Gottman therapist, but I'm going to skip it for sake of time. So the quote is compatibility is overrated. What's required is unity. Unity doesn't mean you're the same. It means you're together. And I like it because I think that is completely true. You don't have to be like the same as somebody else and you don't have to have everything in common or feel that you're super compatible. It's all really about how much you want to work it out with that person and how much you're in it with them.
1: I like that. So I also have a quote, uh, by somebody that is in the field of psychology. Uh, it is the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. And this is by Carl Jung, um, who I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but he's like the, the, one of the big guys, he's like up there with Freud (laughs) in psychology. Yeah. Yeah, he's a hot shot. shot. Um, so I like this one because I think it basically says like anybody who crossed their path, like there's gonna be some kind of interaction and it's gonna have an impact on both of you.
0: Yeah, I really like that one. That was a good thanks. find. We did. We both did good, good today. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. All right, that's all we have for you for today and for this series. So thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the new podcast format Um, if you have any thoughts questions or topics you want to hear about like allison said you can dm us on instagram or email us at podcast i didn't sign up for this at gmail.com i almost messed that up Uh, there's no apostrophe in the didn't for the email address fyi if you put an apostrophe in there we won't get it (laughs)
1: I'm glad okay. you said that because I feel like it's automatic for most people to put in.
0: Yeah, I know. Maybe we should have just made both. Whatever.
1: That's okay. All right.
0: We'll but catch you guys later.
1: I hope you enjoy your the upcoming break, and then we'll come up with the next series in a few weeks. See ya. Bye.